In this week's episode of Cutscenes, we play the game in Spy Kids 3D Game Over. Let's get right into it. Welcome to Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. I'm Jacob McCourt. I'm Katie Lesbronce. And I'm Travis Colnett. We have a special guest on the show today to talk about Spy Kids 3D Game Over. It is lover of games and film, Jessica Fantuzo. Hi, Jessica. Hello. Jessica. Yay. Welcome, welcome. We are so happy to have you on the show today to talk about Spy Kids 3D Game Over. We start this episode like we start all of our episodes with the tutorial. It is a 60-second segment where we give you the high-level plot of the movie, hot potato style, where in this case, we each take 15 seconds to give you the plot piece by piece. Who is going to go first, second, third, and fourth? Oh, God. Who wants to start? I can start. start. I will go first. Okay, you go first. Okay. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want that, that pressure. <laughs> Okay, how about okay, we Katie, do... Uh, your second. Yeah. Do we want Jess, Jess to bring it home? Jessica, third. Okay. Oh, no. Travis, you're third, and Jessica, you're fourth. Good, Great. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, I'm so one, go. Spy Kids 3D is a movie where children are special agents, and they fight crime, and this is a trilogy of movies that I didn't watch the first two of, so that makes it really difficult to make any kind of summation about the previous films. Who's next? Okay, so there's this kid. Uh, he's from this family of spies. He has left the business. He's retired. He doesn't want to do it anymore, um, and then uh, the the place, the OSS, they're like, you need to come back in because stuff has happened, and Travis... Okay, so um, his sister has been kidnapped because she's trapped in a video game. And this video game is Sylvester Stallone wants to like take over the world. And so he has to go save his sister and stop Sylvester Stallone from taking over the world. And so he goes into the video game. So he goes into the video game. He meets some friends. He brings along a family member for some help. And they have to get to the end of the unwinnable level to save the world, beat the game, save the sister, reunite the family. Oh, my God. Oh, my wow, God. Wow, two seconds to spare. Jessica. I'm, like, so embarrassed for how bad we all did and you, how good you did. We, we've all done a lot of them, and they've all I had the mostly easy part, gone though. terribly. Oh, you did great. Before we get into talking about the, the movie as a whole, I need to know, what is your experience with these Spy Kids movies? Um, I will start and say I watched them at some point, but d- haven't watched them in at least ten years. So did you though? I mean, I didn't remember a thing that happened because I think th- I think the description of like kids who fight crime is like not the right franchise. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what Spy Kids. Is. Then what is sp- kids who do spy stuff? Is yeah, that yeah, more yeah. accurate? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the G-rated X Files with kids. X Files, where they're like they take on like special investigative. There is not, weird, not like extraterrestrial. There's but, like, weird shit that goes cases. on. You're not wrong. I get the no. X Files vibe because they're like that first second movie? movie. That second movie is like there's some weird stuff, like an island and stuff. I I don't even remember. <laughs> oh. oh, so I have seen none. <laughs> Jacob, of them. do you remember the plot of the first one? Uh, no. Katie, you haven't seen any of them. I haven't seen a single one. So I was so blind. I don't. I feel like this wasn't the one to start with. But here we are. <laughs> it's not. No, okay. I've seen I've seen one and two. I don't think I've seen three uh, until now. But I know I couldn't remember two at all. Um, but I know I liked 
one a lot. I think one is actually really well done. I have really fond memories of it and the cast is awesome. Like it actually uses its cast effectively because it's like Carla um, Gugino (laughs) and Antonio Banderas and like they're actually very good. So like the first one. I'm only laughing. Why? Because every time I see Carla, I don't know how to say her name. Like Carla, because she was also in like haunt, like um, I Hell love, House. I love so her. She's been in like a bunch of stuff yeah. recently. She's fantastic. Oh yeah. So but I'm always like Carla Gugino, okay, so Carla Gu- I, Through this movie, I paused it. I typed in to Google how to pronounce Carla Gugino, oh, and I found nice. a YouTube video to tell me how to pronounce her last name because I didn't want to mess it up when we recorded this podcast. See, it's okay. He's I just thought it a was cheater. Gina Davis. Yeah. G- what? Oh, we're Sorry, we're bad Italians, Travis. I thought it was Gina Davis. Gina Davis. <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> no, nope. you're nope. actually not. You know what? They would probably match on that like face. Hey, these celebrities look alike thing. You're probably not wrong. So Jessica Chastain from 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, I, I, you might be reaching, but okay. Um, so I had heard good things about the first couple movies, like relatively speaking, like that they were solid movies that were kind of relative funny. to what I don't know, like to, uh, to kids' movies, basically. That they were like, oh, they're like solidly made kids' movies with good actors, and that. Um, yeah, just that they're well put together. So I didn't know. So I came in. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to get. But yeah, I don't have that experience with the earlier ones. I, f- I feel and to like not to get into this movie right away, but I feel like the first movie was made for yes, kids, but also had that entertainment for adults where this one is entirely geared towards children. And I yeah, didn't feel I, like it was like anything for adults in here at all. I had heard that they were basically they- more clever like that yes. they were that there was an intelligence to the jokes and that there were spoofing things and that there was something to it yeah the, the first one definitely has more meat to it and is definitely not like as as quickly written perhaps yeah. <laughs> i think um was this like written? they all also have a fairly stellar cast throughout like in the first one it's antonio banderas and so carlo go for it travis carlo gugino carlo gugino and alan cumming like yes. they're top tier actors as well so like the performance is also there um not sure where that falls for the third one no yeah as a newcomer i was like i was shocked at the bombardment of actors that are just coming at you i'm like oh my god we got sliced alone we got george clooney is in this movie how did this which I think they just filmed it in his living room. I'm pretty sure they just came to his house because it looks like his living room. And he just put a suit on and he like put out like, you know, six lines over the course of 20 minutes. And he got like, I don't know how much money. I don't know how much money George Clooney makes for that. But it was an easy payday. All of the actors at the end of this movie could have done it from their living room because it was all green screen. (laughs) Literally, there was not a single like person like even at the very end when everyone's putting their hands together they mm-hmm. were definitely not in the same room so like it really mm-hmm. they, everyone could have been in their living room as far as i was i, I as far as i could tell mm-hmm. i think we should just talk about how the movie starts which is um the main character who i thought for the longest time and i wrote it in my notes 
um, that his name was Julian. Not you haven't seen any of the Spy Kids. I haven't. So I'm like, who's this Julian kid? <laughs> Julian likes video games. He has a cool treehouse. Hey, Emily Osmond's coming in here with their pigtails. Like, that's what I remember from the beginning of the movie. Oh, my God. But he, he has decided to quit the OSS, which is the spy agency, and he's doing detective work on his own for money so we can afford Game Over, which is the brand new video game that everyone is talking about that is virtual reality before virtual reality was even a thing that was like possible to do Mm -hmm. is that a fair assessment of how this thing starts i think so i think it was like it was i'm sure it had been floated around and that there were attempts made at it um like at that world where you're just um almost like an mmo like but not where you're just Mm -hmm. like in the game and you have like your little personality character um yeah that was like that was a thing but it's not it's there not are many really pieces VR. of media there are many pieces of media that have tried this like ready player one yes. uh sword art online the anime like this is a very common trope in this sort of media <laughs> but is it fair to say that this is probably one of the first ones yeah it was a long time ago because so. this, this movie came out in 2003 yeah right yeah. So, like, the first foray into, like, what that world could potentially look like. Just also stunning to me. I'm like, that was a long time ago. I was going to date myself very specifically. I was 13. Oh, boy. When this, when this thing came out, I would not have guessed that for sure. Like, I was like, oh, no, Spy Kids. I was like, I was probably, like, I don't know, 20 when they came out. No, much long, long time ago. Yeah, for sure. And that's why anyway, I, I do so, yeah, feel so like he I wants have to buy the memories game. of... All of those. But to your point, Travis, it's like, I remember the first one so vividly where, like, they get into, I think it's the treehouse for the first time, and they can pop in the, like, instant Big Mac into the microwave, and, like, out pops the food, and then there's, like, Alan coming, and, like, the weird, like, like thumb creature monsters, There's, like, a whole deal with them discovering that their parents are spies. Like, there's a whole, and, like, it's very family is important to this plot and it's like you know family is number one and there's a whole theme behind it i could not tell you what the theme was to this movie at all i, Maybe I really it was thought like, i really thought you were going to use the word lore and i was waiting for it <laughs> and i was gonna make fun of you but no you didn't no no i didn't no like i think this movie i don't know what the theme of this movie was was it like be kind to your elders i don't know like i honestly have no idea what the thing of this movie was I think the theme was, hey, video games, and isn't that 3D cool? And people are going to come and watch some 3D. So we're going to make it super I, 3D. I agree with you so much. I'm like, why did they make this movie? I'm like, oh, because the studio needed a 3D film because mm-hmm. 3D films were becoming a thing in the mid-2000s. And they said, hey, that's Spy Kids. We could do that for cheap, right? Uh-huh. Let's do that. And that's how Spy Kids 3D was made. Mm-hmm. And you can tell there's like no, there's not really any plot to this. <laughs> They're like, what are the cool segments that we can do computer animated and then put in 3D? Oh my God. Let's just do all of them. Right Race, out the gate. fight, sure. Oh yeah. It was super, as soon as it started, so the movie like fires up and there's the opening credits and all that. And it's already super like old school 3D movies where everything is like coming at the screen. Whereas now it's more of a, they just layer the um the things uh, like the scene so like things are in the foreground things are in the background whereas before it was like this thing's coming right at you and like trying coming through the screen yes fists are coming at your face and that's how they used to do 3d so i was like oh this was kind of a blast for the past and yeah like we've talked about previously how like especially when it comes to cgi 
how bad CGI can date a movie so quickly. I think the reason why I feel as though the first movie is way better is because it's way more practical effects. This one is almost entirely green screen. Like, Mm -hmm. even at the end, when they're not in the virtual reality setting, it's green screen. Like, that Mm -hmm. was not a street in Washington. That was a green screen. (laughs) And, like, it's... (laughs) (laughs) it's really bad and so like uh you can tell that because the cgi was not there for it that Mm -hmm. um it really 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 dates it and doesn't make so like the 3d doesn't hold up and like there's barely any plot so it's kind of like oh my god this movie but i mean there's some redeeming factors but like not a whole lot no it was it was kind of like watching a 90 minute trailer for what a 3d movie could be yes right totally yeah this is the this is like the worst ps1 ps1 game that you could find on the shelf the movie also (laughs) what is this game what is it i don't understand what do you do what do you do no yeah it's like did they not i felt like i thought it would be more loving of video games where it seemed to more make fun of video games the whole time. Like, I thought there would be a little bit of, um, I don't know, they would be paying tribute to certain things. And no, they basically made fun of video games. Like, they were like, oh, the whole concept that basically Sly Stallone, who's like this evil genius, who's trying to, like, trap all the world's youth into this video game. And it's like, oh, this new game, if you get into it, it traps your mind. And then the kids become brainless morons, basically. Which is such an old school um, oh, yeah. perspective on like video games are going to rot your mind, you know? So, totally. And, and then there was something else um, that it was just also just make, oh, uh, video game devs. They're like, here are the devs. This yeah. is what they really <laughs> look like. like. And they're like nerdy losers. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this is such know, like right? a 20 years ago perspective on video games. And the whole the programmers. Yeah. <laughs> no one can pull out a scanner and it's like, oh, computer news. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's oh dead God. on. Yeah. Uh, so he gets into the game and that's where he meets. Well, first off, we didn't talk about Selma Hayek because she's also in this movie. Oh, yeah. But um, he gets to OSS because he gets pulled back in. He has to save his sister from the from the game over the video game by the toy maker, which is, I believe St- Sly Stallone's. Yes character name i thought it was a game maker for a long time but it's the toy maker i watched the movie i swear <laughs> jessica can tell me i watched the movie i watched the whole thing i, I can neither confirm or deny. <laughs> I, I watched the whole thing with her um but he gets into the game and he meets uh three other kids um cool kid uh nerdy kid and strong kid is that fair yeah that's yeah. very fair mm-hmm Definitely. I think one of them's name is Arnold, but I can't tell yes. you the name. I think of that's the strong kid. Too. Strong kid Rez, is Arnold. Yeah, strong. Rez is the cool kid. I know yep. that much. That poor did, smart did kid. Did Brainy Kid get a name? I'm sure he did, but I don't. I don't remember. Isaac. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> you're just. You're just. You're just naming names. That's all you're doing. Um, that that I, that sounds right. I'm spitballing here. I don't know. <laughs> But he he meets these kids and immediately they're threatened by the fact that he's there and trying to get to the end of the game because there can only be one winner and this one winner of the game has been promised un, unlimited riches and blah, blah, a blah. whole list of other things that absolutely do not sound like real things. No. So they boot him immediately. Yep. They like find this trick and like send him off the level where he lands on the moon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> There's there's no there's no game here. The no. the game is no just game. like this weird like very thin 
plot to like tie everything together, but it's like it's not really there. And he what had, are the cool set pieces we can make? Yeah, he's got like hit yeah. points, and apparently, like if he gets hurt enough, he like will get kicked out of the game permanently, evacuated from the game. I think is what they said, which I d- I don't think I liked that word. And then no, it's a bad movie. word. Yeah. It's a bad no, word. Yeah, and then um, but like. The way his hit points went down was so arbitrary. Like yes. a launch from like a height of a pogo stick, he like loses two hit points and then he gets launched to the moon and he misses nothing. Like doesn't make any sense. And like that so he he makes his way to the moon and he has to fight in a gladiator pit against um the yeah, girl for level in one. this movie. Yeah, uh okay. Demetra don't get me started uh, you know get me started is the best there yeah, could, no go go travis because go. they're only ha- mm, literally demetra ends up being killed off just so alexa vega can show up you can't have two girls in the same scene at the same time don't even the answer's no no apparently not they had one scene together and you know what happened yeah they said they this fought. is my girlfriend and the other one goes this is my I'm sister. His sister and yeah, they hate each me, other yeah uh, clearly <laughs> women can't be friends clearly Y'all know about the Bechtel test, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this does not pass no. it. <laughs> uh, so the, the Bechtel test is a test in which uh, I, I believe it was like a uh, like a researcher um, named, last name Bechtel, who said like a movie f- or piece of fiction fails the Bechtel test if all of the female characters either only speak to the man or speak about the man. Yeah. So like... Up until like the mid two thousands, like every movie failed the test. Oh yeah, this movie they'd... fails the test because the female characters barely have their own agency. They're just talking about the men in the movie. Yeah. So if two women are having a conversation, it's about the like lead guy, and it's not like their own thing that's going on at all. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that the entire trilogy would probably fail. Yeah. Well, you know what? It depends because I kind of feel like Alexa Vega was the headline. Like as much as like Antonio Banderas and Carla Gugino were in that first movie, I would say that Alexa Vega's character was like probably the lead in that first movie. And I almost like it may. I'd have to rewatch it. Don't get me wrong. But I almost wonder if it would only because it was more family oriented and it wasn't like here's the one kid who's going to save us and here's the prophecy about the guy already gendered don't even get me started and then <laughs> like oh my god just makes me so angry i don't even know <laughs> no that's i i agree with you i'm trying to pull back the like 20 year old memories of like the original yeah, spy sure. kids and i think you're right but i think also like here like junie has always been the like naive yes. kind of like shy kid nerdy uh, shy incompetent. like doesn't make the best decisions right off the bat yeah. and then ends up finding a way to like win in the end yeah because like that's junie was always the like incompetent one and carmen was always the badass and so i mean it's nice to see that he wasn't like incompetent but i was really annoyed that she, like why is alexa vega like she was only in this movie for like half of it i don't even know um, I also loved, I'm glad, glad you brought this up because I, I was like, eh, there's some stuff I could critique about it. The fact that they intro basically the crew of, of people that he's like running around this game with and the one, I got, I got it down here. Though so basically they introduce themselves and they're like, yeah, uh, we've got this. Me with my strength. The next one goes me oh, with yeah. my brains. The other one goes me with my cool, which is also kind of a bullshit one. It's not an actual skill, but no. me with my cool. As we later find out. Yes. And then it goes to the girl and she goes me with my pause. She pauses and then it goes 
intuition her female intuition intuition? (laughs) her chic intuition is what she's got to bring her razor her chic but i do wonder if that's not like like um foreshadowing i think what happens later right Mm -hmm. i I was like i was like i'll give them credit one-dimensional but i think that was probably intentional i actually i was like you know what they may may have because then her whole thing is like that she's from the game she is like a creation of the game and she knows like the cheat codes and like she like helps him get to where he's supposed to go so she's programmed so it did make sense but at first i was like "Ooh, that's rough that is rough chuckles and she was like the coolest one out of the three i couldn't have given a shit about the other three yeah kind of if we're ranking them she wins she she had hair in her face that's all she had yeah, a little bit. <laughs> she had wet hair in her yes. face. Yeah. But no, she was she was the one trying to help Junie get to the end and she was like like she sacrificed herself once they got to the like falling uh like survival of the fittest little battle. Yeah. And where the others were like, No, screw you, Junie, I wanna win. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just Junie to me is like every male um antagonist from like a shonen or protagonist from like a shonen like he's goku he's deku he's luffy because everything he he's incompetent but like in the end he comes through in the clutch which i wish less male characters that led were like that but this is this is where we are (laughs) junie kind of sucks junie sucks he doesn't suck he's a child i think he's a child sure this is a movie about children yeah it is yeah (laughs) right but like Alexa, uh, now Pina Vega, uh, her character is great. I'm like, why can't this movie also be about her? Yeah, but it can be her but movie. Think th- or his movie, I mean. Right? And think back to like 2000, where it wasn't the like male character fumbles around and gets saved by a female. Like this was probably one of the first examples that I, like, I have in my cinematic memory of like a strong female character being the badass one who comes in and saves the day. Like the fallacy of like oh like bumbling idiot like blah, blah, blah. like I don't I don't quite know where you're coming from there but I think like think back to 2000 and think back to like the you know oh, I guess you would have had like Kill Bill and like you know some other films at that time but like right yeah but also like I wasn't quote unquote woke at the time <laughs> and I was like look at this bumbling idiot he's gonna save the day instead of like why is the competent woman just not doing the thing that she should be doing. And even like I'll say, why did the writers do this? That first movie, once always to bring it back to that first Spy Kids movie, the women in that movie were actually the very the competent ones the entire time. So um, Carmen, the sister, was kind of the lead and the one who was capable and a badass. Junie was the one who was bumbling around, fumbling. He was always screwing up. Um, and even the parents, um, Antonio Banderas as the dad was actually the scientist in this case, and Carla Gugino was the badass spy like she was the kick-ass like spy it wasn't it was reversed from the typical like the woman is the scientist kind of roles and i think that's probably why i also have fond memories of that movie um but that's the thing so it kind of because the franchise kind of has established this already i was surprised that junie was the lead even though like alexa vega is all over the posters for this thing and like top billing and everything and she shows up like halfway through after the other girl character dies uh, but i have to say like the thing is it junie what the hell is this kid's name junie <laughs> junie i think junie that doesn't sound junie. right it's julian junie it's julian julia right but they call him junie <laughs> junie it's his junie. name's not julian i'm making it up oh it's my junie. God. the kid the boy kid <laughs> so 
feel like it's his movie to be like, but he has heart. Like he was like, all how this small child is so jaded, I don't understand. But he's like, I'm out. I'm never going back. And they're like, no, but your sister is in danger. That was kind of nice. And he's like, oh, but like, I love my sister and I want to protect my sister. Whether he's capable or not, he's like, no, I have heart and I'm going to go try and like help her. I'm cutting out. Stop. I? I just I just Googled. Uh, I, I No, I Googled Daryl Sabara, who plays um, yeah. Junie in this movie. He's in prison, and he's married he? to Megan Trainer. No, he's married to Megan Trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. What? They have, they have a child. Stop. Okay, good. Because yeah, I, I was like, I was like, oh, they can't hear me at all anymore, can they? <laughs> no, no. We, we were just realizing that, you know. I will say, Katie, that like maybe... Um, some gaps will be filled in for you if you go back and watch one and two and then you're like oh okay like i get i get this like plot arc of like leaving the oss and then getting dragged back in because i i feel like they do close that off in the second one yeah i i think so um i will say because of the the intro to this movie was written as if the characters were all adults and junie is playing it As if he's an adult, which I actually very much enjoyed. Uh, like yeah, the whole private eye thing, like his dialogue, it's not as a child. It's not like mm-hmm. kiddish in any way. He's saying stuff that like to the president and like it, sound, it could literally be written for an adult. And I very much enjoyed that aspect of it. Reminded me a lot of when Eric Matthews and Boy Meets World became a private eye for like two episodes. <laughs> I don't remember so, that. It's great. Go back and watch it. It's either season six or season seven. It's great. <laughs> But it's also that, like, now, like, that Detective Pikachu vibe of, like, Pikachu, like, going around and being this, like, gruff character who's, like, you know, calling pe- people kid and, yeah. and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, like, that kind of weird yes. flip. And that, like- um, but he also carries that conversation. Like, once you get to the, like, the OSS and he's talking to Selma Hayek and the other unnamed... Um, <laughs> scientist man scientist man like he's bossing them around and he's like have you been a good boy (laughs) that's really good um so wet hair demetra dies is that kind of where we we should pick up yeah i think so her Um, hair was wet the entire movie before that so there are there are basically all the levels are like a different game so there's basically four different games here right there's like the like robot battle thing there's the car racer thing. There's a oh, American yeah. Gladiator, which is kind of a weak version of the first one, but whatever. It's fine. And then the fourth one is... Uh, what's the fourth game? It was... Oh, it's like, like they're basically they're going mountain. through the lava. And they're like... Yeah, nin- yeah, 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 yeah. They're basically like Ninja Turtles going through the sewers. Like they're on like little uh, makeshift surfboards. Right. Of those four games... Uh, this isn't a comment on Ninja Turtles, but I feel like the second game... I feel like there's a game there. They have their crazy cars. They're kind of futuristic. You can like modify them. Like they're adding whole wheels on them. I'm like, that's called Mario. This could Kart. be a game. No, no, that's no, no, no. F-Zero. It's not. No, it's not. Wait, what did you say, Jacob? It's called F Zero. It's F-Zero. no. I have never played F Zero. F Zero GX on the GameCube is, is the it, game that you're thinking of. Is it super future? Yeah, but a recent one. GameCube. Captain Falcon. Falcon GameCube punch. No, yeah, that's a no long time ago. No, you no, no, where no you're like thing. futuristic, like really modifying your vehicle, where it's like a completely different vehicle from all the other vehicles. I feel like that's a decent game. That's it's all. in there. It's in there. It's there. Yeah, 
And then there was also like kind of a boss fight that came out of the mm-hmm. lava, like mildly. You know what I mean? Like there was elements, but it was definitely just like virtual space and you yeah. can do whatever. And Elijah Wood showed up shortly. Like, oh my, oh my God. God. That is the best part of this entire movie. That Elijah is the Wood? only upside of this entire movie was mm-hmm. Elijah Wood. The 45 seconds he was in the movie was the only time where I perked up and went, oh, Elijah Wood is here. And I, he looks so good. I don't even like him that much, but I was like, oh, look at you. And you're like, I'm, oh, Jess is offended. He's not my favorite. I'm not like, oh, Elijah Wood's in that movie. I'm definitely going to watch it. Like, no, it's he's fine. It's Elijah Wood. But I was like, oh, look, there's someone who's like acting like he did really good in that. He didn't have a lot to do, but he, yeah, he had like 45 seconds and he did really, really well. And he kind of made me want to go watch Lord of the Rings. It took three quarters of the way through this movie for you to be like, oh, there's someone acting. Kind of. (laughs) Kind of, yes. A little bit. Oh, my God. He was like a weird like beacon of light, though, right? Yeah. He was was the guy. So the whole movie, like the the strength kid and the brainy kid and the cool kid think that Junie is the guy. So the guy on like the game poster who's going to lead them to level five as their like weird little tech guy that never really gets like fully explained no um no but then elijah wood comes through at the end when they can't get through like the level five door and he's like the knight in shining armor yeah effectively and then right? quickly dies yeah <laughs> yeah just, just so dumb he has 99 health and he loses all of it when he gets shocked by the system oh my yeah. god so dumb like speaking of like dumb like this whole movie the plot makes zero sense like there is so many holes in this plot that I was just like, I like, why, how could he get the grandpa in? We haven't even talked about grandpa, but like, mm, good point. Do they, do they just have grandpa sitting there and they just plugged him right in? Like, Oh, I want grandpa here. And then boom, grandpa shows up. And I'm like, how does grandpa get showing up here? If you could just pull people from nowhere, then why not just pull Sylvester Stallone out of the, wherever he's at, you know? Yeah. And then there's, Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, Grandpa had to show up because he's ultimately the plot device. Well, for right? sure. Yeah. And like... Because the toy maker isn't actually trying to steal the minds of the youth. He's trying to get out of the game and he yes. knows that Grandpa's going to come in and free him. Yeah. And like... Wait, go ahead. I don't understand. Why is he... He made the game, so he put himself in the game. Like, he, he imprisoned himself in the game. No. It doesn't See, make any sense. See, also doesn't make any sense. He was imprisoned. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's the toy maker. But he made the game. (laughs) Yes, I know. It makes no sense. He was imprisoned by the OSS in a virtual space and somehow no one's paying attention and he creates this virtual game out of the space that he's in. Okay. To try to get out. But if he's imprisoned in by the OSS, don't they have his body? And then also, if like he can do all of these things are they not paying attention and then yeah. all of a sudden they, they really don't want him to get out of the virtual space but then they're like yeah let's put grandpa in no one bothered to pull up grandpa's file like oh my god <laughs> i'm just the plot holes the plot it doesn't holes. make any sense no. and can't they just stop the game like they made this virtual space for him to live in can't they just get rid of it well they could manipulate but- it and they could manipulate it, yeah. right? Because they do at the end where they create the lava monster. Yeah, which makes no but sense. I, if they can manipulate no. it, then why can't they just stop it? I don't get it. If we want to talk about plot holes, I think we should talk about Sly Sylvester showing up at the beginning where he's doing like the infomercial where Junie's in line. Yeah. How is he? And, and he's, he's got, got the fake. like half. Mo- oh, yeah. he's got the 
half mustache yeah, he's got, that he's like pushing up and he's yeah, like the toy like maker can't it make on. it for interviews again but the hottest game on the market so he's been like doing interviews this entire time like are they not aware well they didn't know they didn't know what it, like the press didn't know his identity i guess but he's in prison Pushing but he can like OSX? navigate the entire virtual world basically and like infiltrate media it doesn't i think i'm confused we've just learned that the oss is extremely incompetent and we're all right? in danger also, <laughs> wh- wh- why did he make three versions of himself that was, I don't know. were going to give him, like, instructions? And he had the military man, the old one. The hippie. And there was another one. And the hippie? Mm-hmm. No, there was a hippie, there was a military man, and, and there scientist, was a third one. A scientist, a scientist. A scientist who were, like, the three versions of his personality, and they were, like, his close cabinet of advisors. And they were also... Look... I think Sylvester Stallone had a lot of fun making this movie because he got to be silly and goofy the entire time. But why he had three different versions of himself as his like cabinet advising him made absolutely no sense. I if I if I were to take a guess, he probably conjures these these alternate personalities to keep him um, company while he's stuck in this like weird virtual You're gym, probably right? right. Yeah. Or right? or while he's been Boom, in there he's off. lost his mind and he's like and it's like his, his mind also is probable. splitting into like these different things and he's just like coming apart. Why not both? I think both I think are, both why, work. Why not both? And, both and yeah, <laughs> he's splitting apart and he was like, yeah. "Oh, now I have more me's to talk to." That works. I out. think if, it's kind of dumb that we have to like try to figure out yes. the like the plot i mean it's a child's movie don't get me wrong but like the fact that we have to figure still, out the it could plot. still make sense yeah but there are good child children's movies yes. like there are children's movies you can watch today and be like this is a good film yes. wreck it ralph such as spike it's number one <laughs> such as detective pikachu which we are going to cover later in the season come back for that we'll have another guest it's going to be great um but there are good kids movies like this is a bad one yeah. How does it even? How do they even get out of the video game? They get out of the video game because they pull the lever and there's two levers and they pull the one and they get out of the game and then there's robots that are outside of the game. Stupid. Why? I don't get it. I, I think it's definitely like they blew the budget on the 3D effects and had no money for anything else. <laughs> yeah, they're right? like, guys, like, you get three days to write this movie. Get in a room, write it quick, because that's all we're paying you for. Slap it together. Or like they said, what are the cool set pieces that we want to see in this like movie we're going to market the crap out of? And then they had to write a movie around that. Capri Sun commercial. Yeah, Jessica said this is a Capri Sun commercial. Oh my God. I'm like, oh, "Oh, you're totally right. Just silver. The silver goop everywhere. (laughs) At the end where they're like, uh, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle carving their way through the lava on the like the falling rocks. And I'm like, is this a Capri Sun commercial? Or is this a no, Sunny, Sunny D, D commercial? commercial? Oh my God. I don't know. Yeah. Because oh then they God. go into the lava and then they're like, oh, the lava's cold. You should have been able to know that. You were surfing on it for a long time. You should have been able to tell that it wasn't hot. Like, come on. <laughs> and then they're like, it's cold. I'm like, oh, no shit. No shit, it's cold. So anyway, yeah, they get out of there and then they're like covered in silver gunk, which yes, super Capri Sun. You're right. I like it. No, they were just, they were covered in real lava, but it wasn't cold. They just had to like shake it off and shake it into the camera to, sh- to prove the 3D. Nobody watches in 3D, right? No. No. No, I don't have the, okay. Is there a way to watch it in 3D? You'd have to have like, a 3D TV, I think. And the glasses. Yeah, and maybe, and like the DVD that's 3D and I don't even know if they released one, but you know who gets 3D glasses? Segway, every single person in the final sequence oh, of yes. this movie. Bam! <laughs> Bam! <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, Oh my god. This movie's dumb. Take us home someone, please. (laughs) Well, 
Uh, I was puzzled when I saw all of these characters that I had never seen before. You got Tony Shalhoub and he's covered in ears. And I was like, what? What is happening? You got him. Spike is number one. Oh my. You got Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo has one line. Pinnacle of the Spy Kids You know what it is? As machete? As machete? As machete. His one line in the entire movie is familia. That's all. That's the only thing he says. (laughs) Machete is a spinoff of this series. Is like, it? What? I'm not kidding. Thought, it is. What? From, he's their uncle. He's their uncle Machete. It's a okay. I'm not kidding. But Machete is a movie for adults. Is it not? Yes. Yes. What? I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> it's their uncle. You're making this up. He's like a, You're making he's this a up. good part of okay, the first movie, I think. It makes sense. His character's name is Machete. And then years later, they made a Machete movie. Yeah. I don't understand how he like watches them. He, the, the parents are he's missing. He's a pretty pivotal part of the first yeah. movie because they don't know that he's the uncle. Yeah. And like that's where all of the like like they discover that he's the uncle and I don't want to spoil anything because like I think people <laughs> go back and Honestly, watch it. yeah. Honestly, watch the first one. I just thought the machete was like a rated R one. movie. So I was I, yeah, I was like is. how do these two things connect? <laughs> it's that's an so insane spin-off. I'm not kidding. He's in here as Machete because Machete wow. is part of the Spy Kids franchise. Well, also I mean, with uh, it, Cheech is in that one too. Yeah, Cheech, yeah. Robert Robert De Niro, um, Jessica Alba, Lindsay Lohan. Oh my god, crazy! Oh, well, I mean Robert Rodriguez did both movies, but still, like how how you go from Spy Kids to Predators to Machete is beyond me. But I, I guess I don't know film at all. You got to diversify. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sly Stallone basically gives himself up in the end. Yeah. And that's how this movie ends. And He's also, like, I did a bad. Yeah. I'm going to arrest myself. And everyone's okay yeah. with it. They're like, you need to forgive yourself. He's like, okay, I did it. And they're like, cool, you're good now. And that's the end. Which I guess is, is part of the question of like, was that his long game hope to begin with? Right? Get grandpa into the game. Have that face-to-face confrontation. And then ultimately he gets forgiveness, which is also how the first and second one ends where they introduce these like antagonistic characters and then they end up becoming like there's a redemption for all of them. Yeah, I think the two kids. So um, the blonde girl at the beginning and then the boy that she calls who's at an award ceremony or something. I think they're both kids of like evil spy parents in the second movie. And so the blonde girl that comes in with the pigtails is actually like Emily Osmond. Yeah, she yes. is from Hannah Montana and other things. Yes, she is the she's like the daughter of like some bad spies or something in the second movie. And she's it's just forget everyone is family because you just forgive. I guess that's what familia. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. So is is that I think that's the movie kind of. Um, oh. Let's move into our next segment called Critical Hits, where we read some choice quotes from Metacritic.com. These are user quotes. These are user reviews on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, I'm going to start and read our first one, and this comes from The Godfatherson, who gives the movie a 9 and says, Spy Kids 3D Game Over... Oh, Spy Kids Game Over 3D is well filmed and acted with its corny humor added as a joke. Sly Stallone is our Rambo, but not a comedian. He wasn't funny, was just added for fun. Rodriguez has also added 3D popcorn magic that will boost sales of the film. It was really good corny fun that satisfies. Must watch with flaws. 
Interesting. Jessica, do you want to read the next one from Review Critic? I would love to. Are these timestamps accurate? Yes, they yes. are accurate. So that review was left in November of 2013. Yes, ten, years ten years later. Ten years after the film came oh out. Maybe on like an anniversary edition. I don't know. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> the next review is uh, from Review Critic. So oh, very professional source. Lots of, lots of acclaim here. Yeah. Uh, Spy Kids gets worse and worse with every new installment. The acting, the plot, the dialogue. The only thing that gets better is the special effects. <laughs> Questionable. Apparently, that is all people care about anymore. I Signed December 31st, 2011. I give it a four out of ten. Mm-hmm. It was awfully cynical. Uh, Katie, do you want to read our next one? Yes, I can. So this is H. Bailey. Uh, a newer one 2019 this came out Uh, this review was written (laughs) so uh this review contains spoilers it's okay so this is podcast uh ready player (laughs) one what the okay ready player one is but a shallow knockoff of spy kids 3d where ready player one is filled with vapid fan service and shiny cg spy kids has heart and the characters show growth throughout their journey the relationship between Juni and Demetria, Demetria had a strong impact on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel bad laughing. Not strong enough that he could get her name right. Right? Uh, <laughs> Much more than Wade and Artemis could ever have. Demetria's sacrifice for Juni had weight as she, pre- nope. as she presumably... Wow. As she presumably died when the game was shut down. There were also strong themes about family ties and family being bigger than your bloodline, which I appreciated. That was that was weighty. That was a ten out of ten. What's what's the ten out of ten? I actually yeah, I didn't even think about it. Demetria or Demetra or whatever, she straight up doesn't come back. You'd think there'd be a happy ending or like they could save her construct of the Or she was actually a real girl. I don't know, but like no, she's just dead. Like She did. Yeah. Travis, you want to read our next one from Jaw Poppy 87? <laughs> Jaw Poppy 87 gives it a Jaws one. Jaw Poppy. Jaw Poppy. Um gives it a one. Says, five? Are you kidding me? People think this movie is good? Did this director make me want to hate Sly Stallone? This movie was worthless expletive. The worst <laughs> the worst thing Elijah Wood has ever done, and he was in it for 30 seconds. Aw, that's oh harsh. My God. I, we actually said he was the best part, probably. He was, he was easily he the best was, part of this yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, our next review comes from CowDude121. It's a 4 out of 10. This movie had its chance to be the best in the series and had a lot of potential. Spike is 3 is a failure with awful visual effects that are easy to notice, tons of dull characters, dull video game references. They just said the words Sega, Atari, Namco, Metroid, and Halo. That's accurate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Moments that barely have emotions and had a terrible ending and plot twist villain is just asked to give up and the main character has to give up his crush which really disappoints me his crush was fairly shallow i'm just saying he Uh was like boyfriend and girlfriend he's like she's pretty yeah the end they said it out loud Mm. and yeah jess do you want to read our last review from rickage i would be honored four out of (laughs) ten it's bad it really is Game over. <laughs> Ouch. That's it. That's all our view. Oh my God. I, mean, I think that sums it up. Uh, w- game over for this segment. We're going to move into our next one called Min Max. It is the segment where we tell you about the good Max and the not so good Min that we haven't yet covered. So uh, does anybody want to start and tell us kind of one of the one of the pros and cons that we haven't yet covered? I could start. 
So my min, and it bothered me the entire movie, is how terrible all the costumes are. Those things are like from Party City. Like they are plastic. Like they are visibly plastic. There is no like, it's so bad. They couldn't even have painted them with like a shiny thing to make them look like metal. Like they're all just, they're terrible. They look terribly cheap. And it, even like the lead characters, like even the the kid, I don't even know what the kid's name is, whatever his name is, his costume. And then he got upgraded to like the suit where he's like the guy now. Even that one looked terrible. So the costumes were just, were awful. And it really bothered me. real like effect like the old physical effects was the costumes that they could have actually like done pretty decently with i guess yeah and even that That's, there's it. nothing else practical in the entire movie yeah. like come on it's the only thing yeah make some costumes anyway <laughs> and then what else do i got uh my max i have something i know i have something um I mean, we touched on Elijah Wood. His whole, like, inspirational speech with, like, the glowing light behind him was, like, pure Frodo Baggins. I really liked it. But um, my other one, it's a little thing. When they were in the robot battle, um, they kind of pan out to the spectators, and they're all, like, super, like, polygonal and not well-made. And I was like, oh, that's funny. They're, like... They didn't have, which also made me go down this whole rabbit hole in my brain of like, what platform is this on? They can't support rendering the spectators. But like, I literally, I went down for like five minutes in my brain. I was like, what would this be on? Like a Stadia? Is that what this is on? Oh my God. I don't know. This would be on like a PlayStation 2 with a network adapter. <laughs> this is why we are friends. What was that? Your name or your max? <laughs> that was my max. That they, that they, That the spectators were polygonal. This is why we are friends because I'm like, where am I going to pull a max from? And I was like, you know what? This thing accurately predicted COVID audiences um, for <laughs> live studio audiences. And that's going to be my, that's going to be my max. Cause the faces yeah. looked like faces, but yeah. the bodies, yes. It was the like bo- they were yep. superimposing faces. That, that's and how everyone. any talk show has a studio audience right now. They're just faces on TV screens or fake bodies. It's true. So I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. You accurately or predicted cardboard cutouts. Yep. Same with sports. So, so that literally yeah. is my max. I cannot believe you said that. When you started saying when they panned out to the stadium, I was like, you cannot like, be saying this right now. <laughs> and I guess... Travis, what's your min? Um, I guess I'll say my min was Junie's eyebrows when Demetra took off her helmet. Because what? they... <laughs> They, she takes off her helmet after the race and he sees it's her and his eyebrows go like up and down real fast yeah. and I was like nope don't like that and that's you, it you know that that was the one take he did that yeah. and that's the take yeah. they took and I was like nope don't like that I so that's, that's gonna your be min that's this my entire min. movie you're like yep. no I didn't like it Junie's eyebrows when Demetra mm-hmm. took off her helmet mm-hmm. done he didn't play it cool at all Jessica do you want to give us your, your mins and maxes the pros and cons we haven't yet covered if you don't have any, it's fine. Um, I mean, I think uh, at the end, it's revealed that Alexa Vega sings the Game Over theme song, <gasps> which I think is a pretty big match oh. that we haven't talked about. Oh my God, yes. I was humming it's, it for like the rest of the day. <laughs> it's a it's a jam. Yeah, it is. Um, I think we... <laughs> yeah. No, I left, I left the credits playing. 
so that right yeah and i was like, like what is this i was like oh Bop. they got alexa yeah. vega to do the theme for this and it's just game over over and over and over again but like <laughs> a lot of auto-tune yeah a yeah, lot yeah. Of auto-tune. but well tis the season um i'm gonna <laughs> you know i'm gonna throw in a second max because i think we've talked about a lot of me <laughs> i would say sylvester salone looked like he had a lot of fun to film this yes <laughs> like he just yes. looked like he was like I an alt take on everything in the movie and it was enjoyable I'm going to give another max and it's related to Sylvester Stallone in that um, the blooper reel at the end of the movie had some fun bloopers, including mm-hmm. where George Clooney had to pretend mm-hmm. to turn into Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. And that mm-hmm. might have been one of my favorite parts of the movie where he's like doing Clooney because Clooney's great. Yeah. And then he just starts to sneak in some. I can't do Sylvester. <laughs> he, he sneaks in some Sylvester Stallone. And it's great. Because his, his face changes yeah. over in the reveal. Yeah. And so he so has like, to like transition yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he makes the comment of like, I think I just ruined my yes. career. Yes. Best, you're right. Honestly, best <laughs> yeah. part of the movie. Like, I was like, oh, bloopers. Like, uh, I'm my min is when they tried to give Arnold a backstory 15 seconds mm. before he did the gladiator war where he's like, I got to win this game. My family's sick. And then he's like, got to kill you for my, my family. And that was his whole plot. Yeah. Yep. He was like, all characters don't need plot. They can just be like self-centered and want to win the game. That's it. I need to get you don't my need a sad story for out everybody. of poverty. That's literally what he yeah. said. I need to get my yeah. family out of poverty. Right? That like, got heavy. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, what? The, I think the happening? use of the word. The use of the word yes. poverty is, yeah. I think, what yeah. really hit me. The, the use of the word poverty out of somebody who's supposed to be like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Like I said. And he just Everyone so was like... written as an adult. Like, <laughs> Here's a fun fact, just tying it back to um, uh, Alexa Vega and her song. You know who she's married to in real life? No. Carlos Pena, one of the uh, stars of Big Time Rush, a singing show from Nickelodeon. Oh. That went nope. right over my head. Sure. I believe you. There will be three people that listen to this that will be like, <laughs> I know what he's talking about. I love that show. Uh, we're going to move into our second to last segment where we have a little fun with a game. This week, we are going to play 3D or Nah. This is a quiz game where you're going to tell me if the movie had a 3D version or Nah. And the reason I did it is because this is like one of the first films that took advantage of 3D. So I wanted to test your knowledge to see if you thought the movie that I'm going to talk about or the movies I'm going to talk about had a 3D version. So I have a list here and I want you guys to tell me if it had a 3D version or not. Okay. Are y'all ready? Yes. So ready. ready. Catwoman. Ooh. The 2004 Catwoman movie. Why do I want to say yes? Oh. I, I'm gonna, I really want to say yes. I'm going to say no. Nah. I'm going to say no nah too. Catwoman did not have a version oh, in 3D. Darn it. Yes. The next one, which is an easy one, The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yes. Yes. 3D. 3D. I think this, aren't they like the same movie? Like this and that is like the same movie. <laughs> is that also like a Robert Rodriguez movie? It might be. And aren't they coming back into a Netflix series? Are they really? In 2021? Yeah, there's something that came out that Shark Boy and Lava Girl are coming back in a Netflix series that is not tied to Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Huh? Sure. But there was a 3D version of this. Yes, you're right. Bam point beowulf Ooh, i miss, uh, i say 3d do y'all remember beowulf from like 2007 mm-hmm. it was like a quasi animated movie that was like based on real humans as but it was, it was about the greek as soon as you say animated i kind of want to say yes i say 3d yeah i'm gonna say 3D. yeah there's a there is a 3d version of beowulf okay good mm-hmm. shrek 
the original? Nah. Which ooh, which Shrek? Which Shrek? The original Shrek. Nah. <sighs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, nah. I'm gonna go with nah. Oh, you're really thinking hard about this one. I'm, I, uh, uh, mm, mm. Or she's just frozen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say... You know what? I'm going to go 3D. So this is a mean one because originally no, but in 2010, they re-released all three Shrek movies with 3D versions. So we mm, all get points? Yes. So you all get points. There we go. I'm giving out points to everyone. Good, because this have- is like... This is like whose line where everyone gets points, but the points don't matter. I haven't oh. been keeping track of my points. I always <laughs> thought the points mattered. Damn it. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part one. 3D. I'm going to say no. Nah. I'm going to say no. 3D. I, f- I don't. There is a 3D version of this movie. I knew movie. that. Really? Yep. What is 3D? Here's a fun one. That was really. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part two. Oh. Nah. Oh, I'm assuming no then. Well, I Yeah, I'll go no nah with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, there was a 3D version of this movie, Jacob. I, I was like, he's either being two really... More. He might be really clever. Okay. No, I'm not being clever oh at all. God, Jacob, um, <laughs> here's the second to last one. Spider-Man 2002. The first Tobey Maguire movie. I'm going to say no. I feel nah. like that's, that's a no. Nah. I'm going to say no. Nah. Yes, there is not. There is not. There is not. Yes, we have no bananas. Yes, we have no bananas. (laughs) There's not a 3D version of Spider-Man. Finally, uh, a real fun one that ties to Emily Osment from this movie. Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus, best of both worlds concert. Hundo, 3D. How how did you know that? That was conviction. 3D. How? I didn't see it. I it just, sounds I like you did. Are you it. sure? Are you I sure? <laughs> what is 3D about <laughs> it? I have, there's no no shame on anybody, but I remember that happening. What happens in 3D in that movie? Everything. Everything's happen. in 3D. <laughs> she walks out on the stage into your living room. Oh my God, literally. I guess yes. Uh, yeah, there's a 3D version of that I movie. I can't believe it. Cannot believe it. And that was 3D or not. Thanks for playing. Yay. Oh, thanks. Uh, we end this podcast like we end all of our podcasts with the question, should this movie be cut or seen? Just tell us, should this movie be cut or seen? I'll start and say, cut it. It uh, It's a movie for children. If you're above the age of 13, you probably shouldn't see it, um, but it doesn't hold up super well. There are better like video game based movies for children's and families. So cut it. Yeah, yeah, just cut it so hard. Cut it. <laughs> I can't I can't say cut it enough. There is even if you're like, well, it's a kids movie. There's it's 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 not a good kids movie. It's a really bad kids movie. It's a bad movie. There are also better Spy Kids movies. Oh my yeah. god. You, so I assume I'm gonna throw I've never to you. seen them, but I assume so. I'm going to throw it to you, Jess. Are there better sp- Would you see Okay, what do you think? Spy Kids 3D cut or scene? Cut. Okay. Would you cut or see one of the first Spy Kids movies? I don't. Okay, so I don't remember the second one as vividly as I remember the first one. The first one, I would say, see, it's like it's a little bit of a gem for what it is. Um, but this one is a cut. There are better. There are better Spy Kids movies. There are better like kids movies with nuggets for adults. Writing wasn't there. There are better. Th- I don't even like three D movies. I'm like there no. are better three D movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I didn't even watch it in three D. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And Travis. Yeah, same thing. I would say cut. 
same thing as Jess. See the first one. Enjoy that. And like, like we said, if you want to, like, yeah, it's a kids movie. Sure, maybe we're being a little rough on a kids movie, but no, at we're the not. same, <laughs> at the same time, there are kids movies that can have a tangible plot and characters that grow. I would rather my kids, like my future kids, watch a movie that has that makes sense. You know, if I'm gonna have them watch a movie, like why have them watch something that makes zero sense? Like or just I'd rather be funny like, or interesting yeah. or anything, any of those yeah. things. If you could check one box, that would be great. But they don't. They don't check yeah. any boxes. Nope. So cut. Yes. So funny enough that the, I think this was supposed to be the last one in the trilogy, but there's actually a fourth yes. Spy Kids. It's got like Jessica Alba it? and like Joe McHale. Oh my god! How did they get? How did after this one they kept getting big people? I don't understand. It's like years. Later. I bet you this movie did well at the at the box office. Mm. I wouldn't even be able to tell you. The budget of this movie was thirty eight million. It did one ninety seven at the box oh office. My god. That is a success. Wowza. Yeah. I mean, well, kids yeah, were totally. like, I, mean, I liked those other ones. So their parents were like, let's go see the new Spy Kids movie. We liked the other ones. And it's 3D. So yeah, and I could see 3D. it yeah. doing and, very well. And 3D was like super novel. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there were so many movies who were offering like 3D versions, right? Oh, for sure. Like how many of those mm-hmm. like paper 3D glasses with the red and blue lenses did you like bring home after seeing like all of these 3D movies, right? You were supposed to put them in the box, Travis. No. Uh, <laughs> the movie was also, so Spy Kids, all the time in the world in 4D with what? aromascope. What? 4D. I don't even know what that, aromascope is. Oh, like, wait. Someone's... It is the only film in the series that uses aromascope to allow people to smell odors and aromas from the film what? Uh, via a scratch and sniff card that people give to you. Oh, okay. no I was way. literally going to ask, how what, did this happen? So they give you a card and they're like, hey, and like at a certain part, they'd be like, scratch this one? I yeah, assume? I think a number would come up on the screen where it'd be like, scratch area one. That's so stupid. And then, hey, it smells like poop. I am floored. What? This is a thing? What? Yeah. I'm floored right now. I do not believe you. They've been talking about smell-o-vision for forever. Like, Let's tie it up to wrap it up. The whole movie, uh, in the fourth movie, the kid is played by Rowan Blanchard, who is the daughter from Girl Meets World. Tying it back to my Eric Matthews comment from earlier. You'll find any way to tie anything back to Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World. I will, actually. It's a a great This isn't anything novel. (laughs) It's an old um, old hat that, here. <laughs> that is our Spy Kids 3D episode of Cutscenes. Uh, you can find all things Cutscenes at cutscenes.ca on our social media at cutscenes underscore pod on either Twitter or Instagram. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. If people want to find you on the internet, can they? They can't. Great. Thanks so much for coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Travis, uh, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they do so? I'm on Twitter at uh, Travis Colnett. Come and find me. We can chat, hang out, do whatever. Katie? I'm also on Twitter. I'm Les Brack. That's it. Yeah, you can you can tweet me. You can find me on the internet at Jacob McCourt on all major social media platforms. I also host another podcast that all three of these folks have been on before. It is called The Left Behind Game Club. It's about video games. It's about club. Twice a month we play a game, we talk about it, it's a lot of fun. Check that out, leftbehindgame.club. We end this show like we end all of our episodes with a choice quote from the movie, and this time Travis is going to be the one taking us home. Travis, take it away. Hold on to your joysticks, boys. We got (laughs) them. Thanks for coming around, guys. (laughs) Bye. Uh, Bye. Children's movie. Bye.
you say bye? Oh, my spot. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>